is like you, maker of heaven, Lord of the land, and Lord of the sea, holy and true, faithful and able, Lord of all time and eternity. And I welcome uh, our Truth in Brief audience as well as, uh, you know, members of the Indwelling Study Group uh, to this edition of um, our study. And this is now week seven of uh, the Indwelling Experience 20 in 2020. And we are dealing now with chapter six of the book, The Indwelling, the Exceeding Greatness of God's Power that is at work in us. And we have come to a very important a point in our studies and what we are seeing here and what we'll be looking at is the power that works in us the power that works in us remember the prepositions remember that we have explained that with for and in are two very different things and we are focusing on the power that is at work in us inside us Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 to 21 that's Ephesians 3, 20-21, from the God's Word translation says, Glory belongs to God, whose power is at work in us. By this power, he can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory belongs to God in the church and in Christ Jesus for all time and eternity. Amen. So what the Word of God is saying here is that, all glory belongs to God. Why, why is that so? Because it is his power that is at work. You see, one of the reasons why we cannot claim any glory for ourselves as God uses us to bless people is that we are not the ones at work. It is God that is at work inside us. It is his power that is at work in us, bringing insight, bringing revelation, changing people's lives, healing the sick, and setting the captives free. So we cannot claim credit for that because it really is God at work inside us. So glory belongs to God whose power is at work in us. Notice the preposition. The power is not just at work on us uh, or for us, but that power is at work in us. And then it says, by this power, which power? This one that is at work in us. He can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine or that we dare to think or believe or ask. So you see, when you are believing God to do infinitely more than you can ask or imagine, oftentimes believers are expecting something to happen from heaven, something to do ooh, externally. But according to this scripture, that's not the way God works. It says, by this power that is at work inside, inside us, he can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. It means that if you are going to locate the power of God that is going to work on your behalf, you have to look inside. If you're a child of God, because that is where the power resides. You see, God functions from within. And he made man to function like that because man was made in the image of God. When God faces things, something comes out of him to establish and impose his will on all external realities. And that's how God ordained us to function. That when you face life, because the greater one lives inside, the omnipotent, 
all-wise one lives inside. You cannot be stranded because something comes out of you to meet life. Something comes from the depth of you. You see, this external, you know, externally focused Christianity that a lot of people are, are busy with now and preaching is not the biblical standard. The plan is that out of the power of God and the life of God, resident in your inner life, Christ in you, the hope of glory, out of that resident one, the resident comforter, the resident helper, power, life, victory, peace, comes out of you to face life, to overcome. This is why we are more than conquerors, because the greater one lives in us. So this chapter, uh, chapter 6 of the book and week 6, week 7 of our studies, explores the amazing and multi-dimensional power of God that is presently at work inside, inside every believer. Now, we look at the fact that God was also at work in Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19, this is page 84 of the book. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. Listen to how the Amplified Version puts this verse. It says, it was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against people their trespasses, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration to favor. The regular version says, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself and not counting against people, you know, our trespasses, as he has given us the word, the ministry of reconciliation. Now, the, 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 this plain statement of this scripture is very important. He said, it was God personally present in Christ. What we are being told here is that God did not just post Jesus Christ from heaven and say, go to planet Earth and, and accomplish redemption. That's not what God did. We are told that God was personally present in Christ. This is the indwelling. The Father walking inside Christ to accomplish his objective. It was God inside Christ. All the mighty miracles, all the great things that happened in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, it was the Father in Christ doing the work. It was the Father in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And this is not just true of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a pattern for all the works of the Father and it is a pattern for all sons and daughters. This is, you see, Jesus is our example. And Jesus did not come here as, you know, God per se. He came as a man indwelt by the Father, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Remember that he emptied himself. Mm? He laid aside his glory. So it means that Jesus didn't just walk around for showing as God. He walked around on earth as a human being that was indwelt by the Father and the Holy Spirit. That's an example for us. And he, was, he lived like that so that he's the generation of people that, that the new creation man that he was, he was, he was going to you know, commence will live like that. They will be people that are possessed by the Father God and the Holy Spirit walking on planet Earth, carrying God in the sacred chambers of their heart. They will be people to whom God will be at work. People that by virtue of the presence of the Father inside them, he will do the same works that he did in Christ and even greater works. Now, in John chapter 14, verse 9, you might remember when the Lord Jesus Christ told him about the Father. And then Philip says, show us the Father. And that will be sufficient for us. So Jesus says to Philip in John 14, 9 to 12. 
He said, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? You see, it, 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 I can imagine Jesus asking us that question. Say, have I been with you for such a long time and, and yet you don't know me? Have I been living inside your heart for all of this? You see, some of us have been born again for 20, 30, you know, you know, 40 years, 3 years, 4 years. And the Lord Jesus is asking, have I been inside you for such a long time and you don't know who you are carrying inside? Oh, oh God, take away the veil from our eyes. You see, Jesus had been with these guys, but Jesus says to Philip, so I have been with you all this while and you don't know me. You don't know the person that you are with. Wow. I hear the Lord Jesus Christ asking, you've been carrying me around. You received me into your heart for all of these years. But you don't know, you don't know the possibilities, the potential, the, the greatness, the power, and, and the, the mighty manifestations of the one that you are carrying inside. Have I been with you for such a long time and still you don't know me? Then Jesus says to Philip, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say show us the Father? Now listen to what Jesus says to Philip. He said, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? You don't believe that? Then Jesus said, the words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. You see what Jesus is saying? He said that it is God the Father that is living in me. He is the one that is working. Even the words that I speak to you, they are not words I'm speaking to you of my own accord. They are the very words of the Father who is living inside me. Okay, Philip, if you don't believe me because I'm telling you, believe because of these works. So Jesus is saying to Philip, these miracles, raising the dead, casting out devils, uh, healing the sick, opening blind eyes, who do you think is doing these things? I'm a human being like you. Look at me. So there must be somebody in me who is in operation. And Jesus says to Philip, that is the Father that is at work in me. So he said, believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works. Now listen to verse 12. Jesus says to Philip, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater works than these. Because I'm going to the Father. You see, Jesus promised that we will do the works that he did. How is that possible? The reason is because it will be the same Father that was at work in Christ, also at work in us, just like he was at work in Christ. Now, if the same Father God is at work, then he can repeat the works that he did. Then he can do greater things. Because now Jesus has gone back to the Father and is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. So you see, the key to greater works is the Father walking inside us. Uh, look, my dear brothers and sisters, you know, who have joined in these in this studies with me. Let us stay with these truths until they manifest fully in and through our lives and ministries. We cannot use our experience to judge the word of God. We must use the word of God to experience transformation, not the other way around. So when we see the possibilities, the inheritance that belongs to us, according to the word, then we begin to seek God intently until the full possibilities of that inheritance manifest in and through our lives and ministries. That is how to move up in our experience of redemption. So you see, Jesus is promising greater works. The same Father that walked in Christ, hallelujah, will be the one walking the same works and more in the believing ones. So you see now, the Bible now talks about the resurrection power of God that was at work in Christ. And we are told in Ephesians chapter 1 from 18 to 21, 
he began to talk about the exceeding. Paul was praying for the Christian believers and he asked God to open their eyes to see the exceeding greatness of God's power towards us. The Amplified Version said, in and for us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. See, what the Bible is saying here is that it is the same resurrection power that God worked in Christ, that that is the power that is at work in every believer. Can you imagine that inside you, child of God, is the same resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead? No wonder the Bible says in Romans 8, 11, that if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside you, then the one that raised up Christ from the dead will also quicken, give life to your mortal body by his spirit that resides inside you. See, the same spirit of the one that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you, child of God. What are the implications? What are the possibilities? He said, my friend, how will this thing manifest? It will manifest as you believe it. He said that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. The more you believe what I'm teaching, the more you experience it. In little matters, in greater matters, the spirit that is resident inside will now begin to walk in us all that he walked inside Christ. That is the pattern of the Father and that is the purpose of God for every child of God. In Philippians chapter 2, listen to this scripture as we draw this uh, first segment of week 7 to a close. Philippians 2 verse 12 and 13, he says, So then, my beloved brethren, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do, to work for his good pleasure. See, this scripture is saying, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Notice it doesn't say, work for salvation. And it doesn't say, work in your salvation. Jesus worked for our salvation. The Holy Spirit worked it into our hearts when we believe Jesus. Now it says, work out. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, don't be careless. Let the salvation that is resident in you now manifest in a practically changed life. As you honor God by the way you live. Now look what he now says. He said, because it is God who is at work in you. So even as he's telling you to work out your own salvation, he's reminding you that it is actually God who is at work in you. So you will work out your own salvation by allowing God to work inside you. That is what he's saying. To will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God that is at work. God is at work inside you. Not, he's not at work on you from heaven. He is at work inside. See, the miracle of the New Testament is that God decided that he will not just give us commandments written on tablets of stone like he did for Israel, but that he will take, he will take his place in our hearts. He will make our hearts his home and then he will live in us and he will live through us. What an amazing heritage. Do you know that all the great men of God that you know, this is the secret. It is God at work inside them. All the mighty men. Do you know Smith Wigglesworth, that great man of God that God used to accomplish so much? Somebody said to Smith Wigglesworth, you must be someone big, someone great. And Wigglesworth replied, no. He said, I just remember that scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
I just know that the greater one is in me and the greater one does the work. You see, this man that has been referenced so many times, God used him greatly. Look at the key. It was the indwelling. He said, I just remember that the greater one resides inside. And all the miracles, I mean, I encourage you to read the biography of Smith Wigglesworth. You will find that all those mighty miracles, raising the dead, they say about 14 people that God used him to raise from the dead. It was God the Father at work inside him by the power of the Holy Spirit to effect those things. So it was God at work in Christ. God at work in Peter and Paul. God at work in Smith Wigglesworth and several other people. And God at work inside you to accomplish his purpose and his objectives. Now, Father, open our eyes to these amazing realities and help us not to be looking for power outside when we are carrying the Almighty One inside, but to allow the, the, the free, unfettered flow of the river of your spirit to refresh us, to bring us victory, and to use us to accomplish great and mighty things for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember to share this truth with somebody to go over these things. The Bible says, once God has spoken, twice I have heard that power belongs to God. So you need to hear these truths over and over and over and over and to engage them for their fullness to manifest in and through your life. And uh, my prayer is that you will experience these realities in increasing measure. And uh, remember to get a copy of the book for yourself uh, using and for others using the information uh, that comes along with this message. God bless you. Like you maker of heaven, Lord of the land and Lord of the sea.